Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode number 70. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Welcome back, girls. How are you guys doing? Ugh. <laughs> I feel like, ugh, this is a state of being for everybody right now. Yeah. Because of uh, COVID-19 and everything that's going on with it. I'm thinking that people who are listening to this one episode, like months or years from now, are going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that crazy thing, but <laughs> it's all over now. Hey, um, Cross yeah. his fingers. <laughs> Hold on. That or this will now be a, <laughs> a thing to save for the future in the apocalypse. <laughs> I know. As a, as a record to pick up for <laughs> the main player. <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone just wandering through desolate buildings is going to um, happen upon some like old iPhone that he finds, <laughs> he or she finds a battery for and plugs it in. And that phone just happens to have this episode of. Of Comadres Comics <laughs> downloaded on it. They're gonna they're gonna rip off the iPhone from some skeleton hand yeah, and dust it off. In the, in the top right corner of their vision is gonna be like you have found <laughs> an iPhone. What now? <laughs> no, I mean, and a lot of people are really scared. I know I got really scared because. Um, um, this is, you know, just what is it? Two days after national uh, alert mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or state of emergency? State of emergency. Um, I got scared because <sighs> I was seeing all these posts on Facebook about, you know, people who are going to stay home. I know my nephew's going to be home, and um, they closed down Disneyland, so that means uh, my brother's fiance is out too, out of work. And then my brother, who works at a law firm, is going to be working like a skeleton crew half days. Um, so I'm like, I'm the only one working in the household. Okay. Yeah. And so nice. I kind of panic because, you know, our bills don't stop. Right. Um, although, shout out to it- Italia. Um, they have mm-hmm. suspended mortgage payments or uh, charges. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I did read somewhere, though, that here they had suspended student loan payments or something. No, that's a lie. They Is still it? charged me. Oh they still charged me. What I I didn't read it, but someone was mm. talking about it in the um, shop yesterday. They were mm. ta- they were saying that they should. Do oh, that. And, okay. Uh, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Alexandria Orcasio Cortez. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ortiz or I'm sorry, AOC. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she was saying that they should suspend all student debt uh, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but of course. People are like, nah, 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 yeah, nah, money, crying, money, <laughs> right. money, money, money. It's it's whatever. But it, but, you know, it is scary. I mean, people don't work, and I mean, how are they going to pay their bills? That's mainly what I was scared of. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, um, and not only that. I mean, even something so simple like, uh, you know, not me not being able to go to an event where I was going to get stuff done, like, yeah, my eyebrows or you me know, too, like that. Like, I, I. I'm not doing that now. So yes, there, me too. The person that was going to get money for that no longer is getting my money. So, and how right. many other people are thinking like me? Very mm. uh, valid point, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot. Yeah. Um, I actually had been holding off on going me too. because because um, <laughs> I uh, didn't want to. I usually only do it with um, my pedicure, but I hadn't been doing pedicures because 
of my running and right. I didn't want them to mess up my toes. But I was like, okay, I'm going to do it before we go because I got to be off. So I'm coming to you today with a full upper lip of hair. <laughs> <laughs> and my eyebrows are bushy AF. Me too. Like they, th- like usually they'll be like, I'll just clean it up. Like there's not even enough outline there for them to clean up now. Uh-huh. That's how long it's been. <laughs> I actually put primer on my lid and put um, shadow so that it could kind of a little mask the hairs that are growing there. Amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Amazing. <laughs> because I I I mean, I don't know what the heck, but mine's grow all weird on the my on the top lid. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, like do you you get like hairs right there and stuff like that. I upkeep mine and I diligently upkeep it. Nope. That's uh, not, not me. <laughs> oh my god. It's just Cuz so... if I do it, I'll like Extra do it, and then I got like pencil. Just eyebrows. don't extra do it. <laughs> I okay. can't stop. So Just the other the day, outline. there was a group of teenagers that came into the store, and long story short, there was a kerfuffle, and the cops had to come. What's a kerfuffle? <laughs> kerfuffle. It's like like there was a physical altercation wow. that happened. But one of the little kids, he must have been like thirteen, fourteen. Uh-huh. Turns to me and is like, "You need to, you need to wax your upper lip, lady." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I just looked at him and I was like, "I know." Oh no! I'm like, I, I haven't uh, had time. Stop judging me! How dare you? And then the cops hauled him away in handcuffs, and all was right in the world. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so <laughs> Jesus wow. I completely forgot that had happened. <laughs> oh my anyway. God. Wow. <laughs> that took a really weird spin. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, it just yeah. Well, it's trickling down to a lot of areas that people just don't really realize. Like it's not just about having toilet paper and mm. water. Like this thing has a, a huge economic um, consequence yes. for tons of people, not just the people not being able to make their house payments, but mm-hmm. for people who just are trying, you know, who live check to check. If they aren't getting that check, right. then that is like a whole nother issue of problems. Um, and so it's it's really uh, trickling down to a lot of areas that I don't think um, are really going to start becoming a parent until um two weeks from now yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. well i mean it's really crazy i went to food for less and i waited in line for an hour and a half and the lady in front of me couldn't find a cart so i said why don't you put your stuff in my cart that way you don't have to carry it in the line for an hour and a half yeah Uh, so she was really nice and we were just talking everybody was super nice yeah where i Mm -hmm. went and then we finally were checking out and she said you know i don't get paid till tomorrow but i put in some money today some cash that i had laying around and she's like, I hope it's enough. So she was looking at the cost of the stuff she was taking, and then her card wouldn't work. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, God, I wish I could spare yeah. some money to pay yeah. for her stuff. But mm-hmm. then she went online really quick on her phone, and she said, oh, it's because one of the 
bills went through went through and mm-hmm. now I don't have enough so she had to take some of the stuff off in order to get her purchase yeah on, but. well shout out to Roxanne Gay actually because mm-hmm. I just saw on Twitter this morning that she put out a tweet yesterday that said if you are being um, unexpectedly affected in a way where you can't you're not able to make money you're not able to buy just the basic everyday needs of eating and you know necessities um, DM me and I will um, give you a hundred bucks. Oh wow! And yeah. she did it for twenty random people. That is so awesome. Yeah, yeah. That you That's know, pretty cool. There's a lot of ugly stories out there, but there are some really nice people, nice gestures, and you know, people trying to help out. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. wherever they can or how- however they can. Yeah, and so I think that this definitely has the potential of bringing out the worst in people. Um, shout out to all the people who made it un- um, uh, impossible for me to buy toilet paper yesterday. By the way, uh, I'm down to my last roll. Yeah. <laughs> But I've also seen a lot of incidents and examples of people being good. And yes. mm-hmm. that gives me hope. Yes. For sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Kindness is the greatest uh, uh, thing you can see right now or do uh, during the hysterical times. Because <laughs> that's mostly what this is. It's hysteria. And, like, uh, not to drag people who, like get anxious get anxiety and stuff like that but at some point you have to be like it's not gonna it's not that bad it's like it's not yes it's an unknown virus but it's like if you're 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 gonna live you're gonna you're gonna be fine you're gonna you're gonna make it through this but people just they would rather fall into fear and hysterics than listen to reason for some apparent reason (laughs) so as the 40 something year old (laughs) (laughs) I was reading an article and I definitely fall into some of those high risk categories and also older person um, categories. And when I saw that, like I still see myself as like in my 20s. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But but like reading those articles and uh, reading the um, the medical um, like articles and papers and like the people who should worry and stuff like that. I was like, oh, my God, like Eddie and I are like up there in those like, you know, right on the borderline. Like, we're not 80 years old, but also, you know, underlying uh, medical issues are a thing. And like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I know my mother has respiratory problems and so uh, and she lives alone. So, like, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. reason why people should Mm -hmm. worry. And I think that there there are some um, level headed ways to approach those things. But, yeah, hoarding all the toilet paper is not the way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And don't watch Contagion. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody said that to me. So I was like, "Have you watched that? It's on Netflix." I'm like, "All I gotta do is watch the TV. I'm not. I don't need to go onto Netflix." <laughs> but I watched Contagion a while ago when I was taking uh, an anatomy and physiology class, and they're like, "Here's a good movie that you should watch if you want to see how epidemics work, uh, or like his pen, like a severe pandemic would work." And I was just like, "Okay, cool, cool, cool. This movie's terrifying." Um, <laughs> Um, but it's um uh, yeah it's a, it's a, it's like it's a well made movie but it- well, as a big fan of Walking Dead I've always wondered what character I would be and so I told Eddie the other day I think we're about to find out <laughs> <laughs> oh I already know I'm gonna be a zombie because I would be like 
I'd, I would be too lazy to run. <laughs> I'd be too lazy to run. I'd be like, okay, that's it. I'm dying. I um, always tell my family, just throw me and just save yourselves. Like, use me <laughs> as bait so you guys can run. No, I'm totally the, like, Eddie and I did a 5K <laughs> zombie run. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. And, like, we this was at Petco Park. It was part of uh, a Walking Dead experience um, at, during, during Comic-Con. Oh, yes. Wow. And so they... They actually really did it cool, and they they played up like the storyline and like okay, you're a you're a group of survivors, and you gotta get through to the medical tent or something like that. So you're behind this gate, and then there's some zombies that get out and so you have to like open the gate and run to the place you weren't supposed to go to in the first place. <laughs> well. They opened the gate the and the zombies are coming at you. The first thing I did was push Eddie into the zombie <laughs> and run the other way. <laughs> so I don't think Eddie has any delusions of which character I would be. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and this yeah, so I, I would I for those Walking uh. Dead fans, I think I've Probably, definitely would be the Shane of the, of the story. <laughs> wow. Amazing. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of the coronavirus and everything, do I have cheese about how it has affected... Do tell. Like, not only Hollywood, but also like... All forms of entertainment. Uh, so can't get toilet paper. Here's the important stuff. Here's the important thing. How will you be entertained? And apparently you're not going to. Because uh, Marvel um, uh, has... Marvel, above all, Disney has postponed all productions of their Disney Plus series wow. and any other TV shows that they will be doing. <gasps> oh my as gosh, well. even the animated ones? Even, oh. I think, even the animated ones. Um, also, Milan has been delayed. Um, I thought that that was finished. That's what I thought. It is, a, it's finished, but they're going to delay when it's, it was supposed oh, to come the out. release? Uh, yeah. Okay. I believe it was supposed to come out. On the 20th? Okay. Next week? Mm-hmm. But it's no longer going to be coming out on the 20th. Uh, no Time to Die, the last... Um, uh, what's his name? Daniel James Craig? James Bond. Yeah, the last mm-hmm. James Bond uh, movie with starring Daniel Craig, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, has been postponed till November. Oh, uh, wow. Yes. Uh, A Quiet Place Part 2 has been delayed as well. Uh, Peter Rabbit mm-hmm. 2, The Runaway, has been delayed. Uh, Fast and Furious 9 has been delayed. Oh, no. There's a yeah. 9? <laughs> there is a 9. It's a 9. Yep. <laughs> and um, a bunch of indie films have been delayed. Uh, New Mutants has been <gasps> delayed. Oh, wow. I heard, yeah. I, I heard they just came out with a new trailer that was really uh-huh. cool looking, too. Yeah. Antlers has been delayed. And that's the Guillermo del Toro one that he was doing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so it was supposed to be released in April, but it has been uh, delayed. Uh, the Little Mermaid has been delayed. The live action? Yeah, the live action oh. one. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has been delayed. Uh, there's just, there is a lot Ugh. Okay, and also most importantly to me, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and Bachelor Winter Games have been either postponed or canceled. And so I'm super <laughs> upset about that as well. This whole uh, pandemic has hit me where it hurts. <laughs> yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
on the plus side, apparently Italy's gaming community has skyrocketed. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, that seems to be uh, how it's going to be. I'm pretty sure PlayStation's going to make a fucking killing yeah. right now. Uh, and so is all of those Nintendo and stuff like that. We were actually, I was actually talking to the my gaming group about this, but we were wondering if they were going to delay the um, uh, the release of Animal Crossing. Uh but I think they did it. It's been it's out now. Hooray! Animal Crossing. Play Animal <laughs> Crossing New Horizons uh, on the Switch. Um, um, but it seems uh, that's what a lot of people are going to now. It's video games. So yeah. hooray for that. I'm glad people will be able to appreciate video games. At the same time, it's just like, no, all my movies and TV shows have been delayed and canceled or whatever. I know. Well, an excuse to finally finish Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or either binge something uh, on Netflix or Hulu or whatever that you had meant to see but weren't really willing to commit to. Or had the time. I've been doing that. I've been going back and finishing old. I mean, it's not like I've had a lot of extra time, but I'm like, I want to laugh. I don't want to watch. So I went back and I finished Will and Grace. um, uh, Or I got caught up. It's so funny. If you if you haven't watched the new iteration of Will and Grace, I think it's on Hulu, Netflix. I thought it was for Netflix. sure on Hulu. For sure on Hulu. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So anyway, okay. I don't know which one is the one that because I think it's actually is it just released on streaming or is it also on regular TV? I don't know. But no, anyhow, I think it's, it's just streaming. It's either it's it's either of those. So. Um, I laugh out loud every episode and it's a little bit oh, I think that makes sense it's a little bit more risque because yes it's only streaming mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to go through the sensors mm-hmm. and stuff on um, for broadcast TV mm-hmm. so yeah so I highly recommend it it's really good yeah, yeah. I actually I think I saw the first episode and it was really political yes and, and yes. I was like whoa they're it really pushing the yes. envelope this time mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I guess that's why you mm-hmm. just answered the question yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. same thing with when Mindy Project moved from Broadcast TV to, um, I think that one was, oh, now I don't see. Netflix or Hulu, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) One of those, um, they started being produced strictly to be released on there, and they completely, like, really went risque on Mm -hmm. their uh, topics. There was one whole episode about um, anal (laughs) <laughs> yeah. As there should and, be. and when to introduce it into your relationship and how to talk about it um, so yeah it was actually oh I love God. Mindy Project and oh, actually nice. si- uh, side little note um, Danny Castellano I don't know who the actor's real name is but he actually comes into the shop uh, on a regular basis because his kids play Pokemon oh how cool yeah That's and I recognized him solely by his voice because he has <laughs> such a unique voice um, and he uh, started talking. And I was like, I looked at him, and I'm like, Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Danny, but I didn't say that. <laughs> what time is it, Kristen? Es la hora de la cervecita. Hell yeah! And I'm so excited about our beer today because it's a little bit. Timely and appropriate. Um, we are 
trying a beer today, um, which is called Beer Zombies Mixtape Volume 5. Um, so this is a post-apocalyptic beer that we're going to be talking about today. It's a collaboration, um, local craft beer collaboration with Beer Zombies Brewing Company. Um, and it is an IPA Triple New England 10% ABV. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> it looks nice and yummy. It looks hazy. Um, so beer it zombies smells delicious. Beer zombies collaboration volume five, which I'm assuming that means there was a uh, one, two, three, and four before this one, um, is loaded with galaxy citra and strata hops. Beer zombies is actually a Las Vegas based craft beer style uh, lifestyle brand. So I'll have to check it. I'm, I am. Scheduled to go to Las Vegas in April, so let's see what happens by then. But um, the Brewing Project and all-around craft beer ambassador, um, Beer Zombies, was founded in 2013. And they have grown to include a yearly festival, beer dinners, tap takeovers, tap takeovers, and much, much more. I'm looking at the pours right now, and it straight up looks like orange juice. Or actually, maybe grapefruit juice. Because grapefruit juice has a little bit less orangey it looks tone. But it's, yes, it's very thick and hazy. It almost looks hazy. like the baby Gerber banana food. <laughs> the, uh, there was a beer zombie festival Ooh. that just happened. It was February 29th. And um, it was an event bright uh, event. And it was located in um, in Las Vegas, and the VIP tickets were a hundred dollars, and the general admission was fifty dollars. And uh, Beer Thug Life and Beer Thug Wife went, oh, and nice. they had a lot of really great pictures and a lot of great brews that were um, at this uh, at this festivities. Ooh, um, that's cool. I'm gonna look up what they tried. Well, Beer Zombies Bottle Shop is located in Las Vegas at eight six eight zero West Warm Springs Road in Suite one seventy, and you can learn all about them and learn about their beers at www.beer-zombies.com. But um, let's see here. Um, for the Beer Zombies uh, volume, mixtape volume five, the can says, we hit you first with all... Haze on Me, a hazy double IPA featuring Amarillo and Galaxy. Then we got in the lab and dropped Hazy E, a hazy double IPA remixed on All Galaxy. For the third mixtape, Zombie Beer, they... um, Let's see. They went to a higher level, King of Haze, Hazy Triple IPA featuring Citra and Denali. And for Ford, just when they thought they had a full demo, the pen went to paper lettering loose. Die Hard fans demanded more. A hazy quadruple dry hopped double IPA with insane amounts of mosaic and galaxy. So for five, get ready for the final track to drop. Mixtape volume five. They pushed the volume to the max to bring this hazy triple to life featuring copious amounts amounts of Galaxy, Citra, and Strata. So that just kind of gives you the evolution of the mixtape, uh, Beer Zombie mixtape uh, volumes that have come out before the one we have in our hand right now. Game over. So 10%. It says on their advisory, <laughs> explicit hops. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm tasting it now. Well, we definitely l- let this one breathe a little bit so it's uh, mm-hmm. not as cold. But even at a not so cold temperature, I feel that 
the, all the flavors are really presented in this. Mm-hmm. There's some citrus. Um, there's a little slight, um, what is it called? Um, sourness that sticks on the tongue like a coating. Mm-hmm. But it's really refreshing and you really can't tell it's 10%. Okay, so this is Kristen. The hoppy aftertaste is non-existent. This yeah. is a freaking triple. Yeah. And there's yep. no hoppy IPA aftertaste. To some people, that's a bad thing. <laughs> For me, I really enjoy this a lot. It's Same. kind of sweet a yeah. little bit. Yeah, but There's in a like good a way, sweet, like a... citrusy, orangey kind of taste to me. Mm-hmm. Not overpowering, overpowering, overpowering <laughs> or um, one that like makes it. Like, I don't like sweet beers. Yeah. Um, but so this is actually really good. I really like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, you know how they say that your taste buds and everything, how there's like different sections and stuff like that yes. on them and what it is that you can to taste? I can definitely taste some of the stuff on there. And I actually really like the non-hoppy aftertaste mm-hmm. because when you drink it, you do get that sense of like, boom, hops. But right. then it goes away. And I like that. Uh, I've never really been fond of the super hoppy aftertaste ones, but this one's really good. And I can definitely taste like the sweetness. There's a bitterness. I wouldn't say sour. I would say that it's bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I can definitely taste that, uh, but it's not too bad. It goes really well with the like little bit of sweetness that you can taste. Um, um, but it's, it's really good. I like it. It's most definitely. I, uh, get a little bit of, uh, zest in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that. I'm I'm one person who really likes zest. Um, and I really enjoy that, that sumo. Um, so are we ready to rate it? Yes. So yeah. as a reminder, our rating scale is from one to five, um, with a one being flaccid, two initial, three partial, four out of five is full, a five out of five is rigid, and if we're really going to go crazy, a six out of five is a super saiyan. So what do you say, Sarah? I'm going to go rigid on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and just on a side note, uh, you're able to get this uh, this beer, uh, a single can or four pack at 310 uh, Liquor Store where they sell craft beer. I went there after our last uh, <laughs> meeting to try to get the cheers, motherfucker. Um, all oh, out, first all of all. Yes. But um, they had a really great, great selection. selection. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they cool. had, there was there was somebody just starting the Kobe uh, mural on the yes, side of the wall. I'm sure right. it's done now, but yeah, yeah. It's really beautiful. So if you're looking for the store and you can't see it for any reason, for whatever reason, just look for the Kobe mural. Yeah. It's purple. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is Kristen. I am going to also go with a rigid. I could drink this beer all Mm -hmm. day long, which probably means a can and a half at 10%. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I really liked it a lot. It is so flavorful. For a triple, it is not overpowering. It's not um, like uh, a beer that, like there's some IPAs, just regular IPAs. You drink it and it, that's it. You can't drink much more because it's just so bold of the flavoring. Yeah. Um, so that is not this. Um, I would drink this hanging out. I would drink it with dinner. I would drink mm. it with breakfast. <laughs> and I give it a five out of five. 
So this is Jen, and I'm hmm, I'm kind of stuck between a full and a rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I think I am. I think I'm gonna give it a full, which is a four out of five. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um. Mostly because I really like it, but I feel like uh, there's other more flavorful mm-hmm. beers that we've had mm-hmm. that I have That's liked true. a bit more. Yeah. So to me, it's it's a very good beer. It's like, but it's not like, oh my god, it blew my mind kind of thing. Uh, but I I do enjoy it. I do like it. I would drink this. Um, um, and it's definitely a hanging out with friends kind of beer. You know, yeah, it's like it good. makes you feel good because it's ten percent, but it's flavorful where you can yes, you know, keep really drinking. Yeah. I think a lot of high percentage beers sacrifice taste for yeah, alcohol. True. Mm-hmm. So you, this definitely doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with a full. Finish him. That was delicious, guys, and that was our <laughs> beer review. And now it's time for our book review. What are we reviewing today, guys? Well, today we are reviewing The Scar. Yes, it's a book. It's a book. (laughs) (laughs) It's a book. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Um, It's a book that is actually a graphic reportage from the U.S.-Mexico border. It it was created by Andrea Ferraris. I'm sure that there's a better way to say that. Ferraris. And Renato Chio. Has the two C's, a C-H, or a hard? I actually looked it up. It's Kioka. Kioka. Renato Kioka. Yes. Okay. So Andres, Andrea. Andres, Andrea. Yeah. Andrea. Ferraris. Ferraris. Um, so the back of the book describes, um, on the night of October 10, 2012, tragedy struck as a border agent in Nogales, Arizona, fired shots through the border fence into Mexico. Oh, my gosh. And the depiction of this incident in the book was heartbreaking. It was. Um Brutally killing 16-year-old Jose Antonio Elena Rodriguez. In the years since, tensions have risen in the militarized zone along the U.S.-Mexico border. In the summer of 2017, cartoonist Andrea Ferraris and director Renato Chioca Chioca traveled to southern Arizona to witness the situation firsthand. There, they conducted frank interviews with volunteers at local humanitarian organizations like No More Deaths and braved the Sonoran Desert to save migrants in distress. Drawing from these gripping experiences, Ferraris and Chioca present a compassionate account of how the border wall has changed the lives of those on both sides. Uh, yes, and this book originally was written in, in Italian and then was translated to English. Really? Yes. So for the longest time, I thought Andrea was a woman. Oh, but, but yes. Okay. And then they're both Italian. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. uh, yes. So the <laughs> Chioca, I know those two C's together is definitely Italian. Mm-hmm. I knew that. But um, I can never remember if two C's are hard or soft. But <laughs> okay, I had no idea. Uh, yes, Uh Renato Kioka is a director slash documentarian, and Andrea Ferrari is an, an author and artist. Um, I tried to see who exactly was the writer because they share uh, they share the responsibility of okay. writer, uh-huh. which I thought was cool. They didn't really emphasize either one or the other. They just said they both worked on it. Yeah, uh, but they did say uh, a focus on Andrea being the the artist and at first glance when I actually was flipping through the book um, I was a little disappointed because the first few graphite drawings um, 
first of all, they're graphite. And second of all, it, it seemed like it was kind of like a bush or, you know, like greenery uh-huh. um, that you can't really make out with graphite. But as I read on in the story, the the art was really, really good. Yeah. I mean, for it to be just graphite on paper and the detail, the amount of detail on it and the straight lines and angles of and the view of the of the city from different angles was just amazing. Not not to mention the wall and actually the movement and the characters themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, in essence, I was like, "What would you say, uh, catfished?" At first, I'm like, it's, <laughs> "I'm like graphite, what the, the fuck." But then, I see the actual movements of the characters, and I see how the city itself and the border become a character in yes. the book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, completely like amazed and I love the book and it was very emotional it was and so I was actually feeling so much just reading this mm-hmm. and it's just two stories and I say just two stories because I feel like there are so many more stories but these two stories have so much content and so much meat in them that you just walk away from reading this book with mucho sentimiento mm-hmm. so I, I really loved it um, yeah the the episode the situation that that is touched upon on the back of the book where that 16 year old um was killed by literally a border mm-hmm. agent who shoots blindly through the freaking fence through the wall yes mm-hmm. that was just devastating to yes. to see that reenacted in the book right yeah. That and, and it, it was heartbreaking. It was. It was heartbreaking. And the fact that this was not the first time. Yeah. It yeah, was just the yeah. one that blew over and that had him uh, accused and held on trial. Mm-hmm. A trial that ended in 2018 with him being acquitted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because there was not enough right. evidence. Yep. And that um, um uh, he... The jury had been deadlocked on other charges, other lesser charges of him just sh- blankly shooting and stuff like that. So he, w- he got off... With a slap on the wrist. Yep, and exactly. that's uh, yeah. that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very devastating reading this book, because um, uh, it was. It just reminded me of my parents and my uncles and mm-hmm. their journey, uh, and just how hard. Well, actually, my my dad had a hard time of crossing mm-hmm. the border because he got he got jumped and he got robbed and he had to actually work in Mexico for a, for a while before he got enough money to pay someone to oh wow cro- uh, to. Uh, help him cross mm-hmm. over uh and then he paid for my mother to come and she actually had a pretty safe journey mm-hmm. um, um and she got a she got there within a week and then she crossed the border uh as well like not even then apparently back in those days you could just bribe the, bo- the whoever yeah, was at the I'm border sure. yeah uh and then uh, they would just let you go yeah uh but then after that when my uncles came in like around the 2010s, like 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. um, it was a lot harder. And that's when we really started hearing about people dying mm-hmm. uh, more and about how like just ruthless the coyotes had gotten yeah. uh, as well. And uh, my uncle, who's now back in Guatemala because he said like, you know, my time here's up. I need to go back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he had first come here, my mother went to go pick him up and then she took off his shoes and had to take needles and take out the cactus needles right. that had gone through the oh soles of his shoes and into his feet. 
Oh my goodness. There's yeah. a there's someone I care about greatly and he also um they were he was on a truck with other of the people that they were mm-hmm. being um that had the contract to have them cross the border. Mm-hmm. And then the people that were driving said La Migra, but that mm-hmm. was the Mexican mm-hmm. Migra. And so they just jumped off the cabin of the truck into the bushes. Mm-hmm. And he <gasps> oh, had, yes, oh my gosh. he had his needles mm-hmm. and he had a gash on his head. And he actually stood up after they got together again. He's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm done. I'm going to go to the Mexican police and I'm just going to have them take me back mm-hmm. to my country. And it was the the speeches he got from the other people that jumped off the same cabin. They're like, mm-hmm. don't do it. You've come this far. Mm-hmm. You can do it. That yeah. actually propelled him to, you know, continue yeah. his journey. And in- but it's yeah. awful. I mean, he got robbed as well. And he mm-hmm. said that there were moments where they came across other groups of people that were crossing. And he said he could tell in the look of the women's faces that had been violated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's um, uh, there's a specific uh, picture in the book uh, or artwork of a gallon of water that's been left out by mm-hmm. a cross yes. with a saying that you're almost there. You've made it. Yes. Uh, don't give up now. And uh, that's a uh, that's pretty powerful in the face of that uh, as well. I know. And just seeing that art and like mm-hmm. hearing the stories of these people that are out in the front lines trying to help these people. Yes. Mm-hmm. I-, I mean, there's been a lot of stories within this last year of people having to go to trial and being um, charged with breaking some law I guess uh, like helping people and having humanity is like something that is uh, against the law but for leaving freaking bottles of water and other things that help the people crossing so that they don't die like I don't understand how people get upset with that or or that people can justify arresting them because when it comes down to it no matter where you're from you're human Mm -hmm. and and to like I've seen videos of freaking border agents walking through the desert and kicking over gallons of water Mm -hmm. just so other people could not drink it Mm -hmm. yeah because of the way that they came to it and Um, in this instance in the second story because there's two stories in this book um, there was a talk about how um, there was a woman who uh, both her ankles got hurt yes. climbing over the wall yes. mm-hmm. and they were fractured and then how her group left her because yeah. they couldn't they, carry yeah, her. Yeah, they tried they and they tried. couldn't. And then mm-hmm. another group came um, and found her as well and they also tried but they mm-hmm. couldn't. And so what ended up happening is she herself yep. uh, bandaged her knees and she dragged she, herself yeah. down the trail mm-hmm. to this... Um, to the road. To the, to the the Yeah, down the uh, trail to the road that where somebody found her who actually worked on the lines in one of these uh, make uh, outdoor kind of mm-hmm. emergency mm-hmm. clinics mm-hmm. Uh, which by the way some border patrol agents came in with helicopters and, and raided it and raided it and destroyed it yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it's just honestly hands down if you're a border patrol agent fuck you uh, and you're not human to me and uh, you're awful uh, that's and that's how I feel that's blatantly how I feel because after everything like it's the whole cop situation oh there's only a few bad apples blah 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 well guess Uh. what you're making everybody look bad and so I'm gonna go with the assumption that you're all awful and none of that can change my mind because I live with people who are immigrants who have suffered at the hands of border patrol agents and of trying to cross the river crossing the Sonoran desert is 
hard. Yes. It's so hard and people don't realize just how brave these people are for crossing that desert. Absolutely. And honestly, when you look at it, for what? To come here and to be treated like shit and to be um, doing the menial work and to be working your ass off to make, you know, not even minimum wage because people can get away with paying you for less yes. and being treated so subhumanly like mm-hmm. animals. But you or know why? You know why? Because it's a million times better than from where they came. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean... Just in uh, El Salvador, there are the kids that are being recruited into the gangs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that are being forced to kill and do drugs mm-hmm. and, you know, just mm-hmm. to be part of the gang. I mean, in Honduras, I think there's another similar situation with the government. Mm-hmm. Um, in Nicaragua as well, the government, the Sandinistas. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not just Mexico. I mean, it's, yeah, it's Central yeah. America. Mm-hmm. And then Mexico itself, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, the immigrants that come here are ignorant, whatever. And I'm like... They're not ignorant. They're just not educated. I mean, you're mm-hmm. not going to see doctors and, and lawyers cross the border. No, you're even they see, do. I mean, they do. But, they do, I mean, most but of the, most they of have the time, access. Yeah, most and of they the do time. it in a different way. Yeah. yeah, and most of the time people that immigrate here illegally from Mexico are people who have no other choice or, you know, they have a family to support. And so they come here to send all their money back home. And they live, like, the worst lives here. Like, they'll mm-hmm. live in a room mm-hmm. with, like, 20 other guys, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and just uh, barely make, barely wasting money on themselves to just eat. Yeah. They mm-hmm. don't even even go out. They just, like, send all their money back home. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, worked with an organization that was a domestic violence and sexual assault um, organization. And I worked specifically with migrant workers who were in abusive relationships. And... Um, through that program, I actually met a woman who, she wasn't a migrant worker. She was here. She had a, um, a nursing degree from whatever um, country? S- country it was. I can't remember, but she was monolingual Spanish. She mm-hmm. didn't speak English. But she had a freaking nursing degree, and she was here cleaning houses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because she wasn't here legally. Her um, husband was able to um, financially um, have control of her um, and uh, not, she wasn't able to you know, seek the help that she needed. But she w- would often talk to me about how people assumed that she was not educated right. just because she didn't speak their language. Right. But this woman yeah. had a degree in um, the medical field, and she came here and wasn't able to use it because uh, it didn't uh, didn't translate over, and was left to just clean homes because it's the only option that she had. But pe- so many people judge based on what they think educated looks like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I get so frustrated when people... Make assume, those assumptions yeah. about people who come over here, um, illegal, uh, legally or not, just because they're not the same as they are, because mm-hmm. um, they don't speak English, or because you know they dress mm-hmm. differently, or whatever, or because they clean homes or you know restrooms in the hotel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's super frustrating to see human beings demean other human beings and judge them for um for being when it comes down to it for being different right yeah i mean and that's exactly how border patrol also treats these people where they demean them and just assume Mm -hmm. and you know they like you said kicking the bodies over i mean that's 
what is going on in their brain that they could do this every day for a job? Mm-hmm. Like I they don't, know. don't see them as human. It's, That's the honest to God truth is that they don't see them as human. Uh, I think that there's a lot of cultural, um, a lot of cultural stuff here in the United States that 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 we kind of are exposed to um, growing up that make us. Um, kind of want to easily believe that they're that they aren't human. Mm-hmm. Um, all the things we see in TV, all the things we see in the movies, on the news reports, the president saying, you know, that that the they're history. all drug deli- dealers and killers and gang members. Um, and when you are bombarded with that message over and over and over again, it makes it easy for you to. To judge and to do things that other people are like, how can you even do this? And I'm not justifying it, but the psychology of it is Mm -hmm. super ingrained into just the messages that we learn over here in our American culture from day one. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that um, it's super, super sad that people from all over the world get treated differently and poorly just because they had the bad um, luck of being born where they were born and people mm-hmm. thinking that that they're less than because of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just right now, a lot of like uh, Chinese people are yeah. getting, you know, s- s- slapped or kicked or the spat xenophobia. Yes, you know? the xenophobia and the racism is just... It's part and parcel with the history of this country, from its genocide of the natives to yep. slavery mm-hmm. and to conquest. That's uh, that's that's how the history of this nation is steeped in blood. That's that's the honest truth. So it's a it's an easy fallback almost for a lot of people to fall to blame the other, to outcast the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that almost her tribal mentality yep. uh, that's been very well fostered in the U.S. or else there wouldn't be so much xenophobia and racism yes. still. A hundred percent. Wow. So, so, <laughs> so this book has triggered such a really honest and very emotional conversation between us mm-hmm. here on the podcast just reviewing this book. So, I mean, you can imagine how amazing the story and art is in this. And it mm-hmm. is a very small little graphic book mm-hmm. um it's only eight dollars um mm-hmm. that's the that is the um the scan code on the back it is published by fu press <laughs> 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 that is um actually out of it looks like seattle um and they have um their distributor is Fantagraphics. So if you yeah. know Love and Rockets, if you know, um, you know, all the other cool books that um, actually wasn't. No, no, that was Getty. Um, but Fantagraphics has a lot of really cool books. Mm-hmm. This was available through Diamond at um, your local comic shop. So um, hopefully they still have it available. Mm-hmm. But um, if not, then you can go to Fantagraphics.com and hopefully they would still have um it as well but yes it was super super emotional to read it was very maddening and frustrating and angering Mm -hmm. um and especially in the in the cultural environment that we're living in today um it's also frustrating and angering and maddening and it frustrates me too that people just are staunch in their ways and they don't care about the other person's perspective and they don't want to understand um you know 
what they've gone through or why they even wanted to go through that. So I, it's my hope that actually somebody who never would have thought of reading this book hears the podcast or has a friend who listens to the podcast and gives them a copy of this book. Mm-hmm. It's a very I. It's for. It's still almost very hopeful at the end, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they still went and helped people out. They saved a life yeah. while they were doing this. Yeah. And uh, and then there's still people out there who do this, despite the fact that they might get arrested. Or yeah. that they have to walk for hours in the hot Sonoran Desert uh, to lay out water for people. But it's uh, it's still... That humanity, that empathy is yes. there, and you mm-hmm. can see it. And uh, it was a, it was a, it was a really good book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the you know the the highlighted um, groups are volunteer association that help immigrants in distress, coalition de derechos humanos, Tucson Tucson Samaritans. Um, they're the ones that uh, mm-hmm. were highlighted in this book, but I'm sure and there are other organizations. No More Deaths was another Yeah, No one. More Deaths. And yeah. I, it wasn't mm-hmm. in this book, but one of the organizations that actually we get emails from all the time because they participated and received the um, some of the proceeds mm-hmm. from the uh, Chicano Con in San Diego, and they mm-hmm. were there at Border X in San Diego, um, is Border Angels. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a lot of the work, too. And all these organizations um, are volunteer and nonprofit and definitely could um, always use help and donations. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just today on the news uh, from the LA Times, I saw that um, um, a pregnant 19-year-old died from injuries that, that she suffered while she was crossing the border and wow. she fell from it. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that was today. So, you know, these are still problems that are very relevant mm-hmm. today and that are still going on even with this pandemic, there's still people trying to get into the U.S. Yep. and everything. So it's a uh, it's a food for thought kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so are we ready to rate the book? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna give it the whole panaderia. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know what you call panaderia in Italy, but I'm. <laughs> I, I, know, I know that in France you call it boulangerie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes, the whole boulangerie. <laughs> uh, this is Kristen and I am also going to give it the whole panaderia all the pan dulce all the champurado all the café de olla everything that you can get um, there's one in East in Boyle Heights is it Boyle Heights? Oh, East LA that sells tamales too so <laughs> we're doing the whole panaderia for the scar which we didn't really talk about the the what the, the title, title means, means. Yeah. yeah that like when i read it the scar i'm like okay that's weird like mm-hmm. what why is that mm-hmm. um but honestly um i don't remember what it was i it remember was, it being poignant but i don't remember what it was it's poignant because uh the wall that is built uh almost looks like it's a scar on the land oh got it yeah. uh-huh. mm-hmm. and it was very poetic I got thought. it yeah because there's a point in the wall that it just ends into nothingness because that part is already mexico mm-hmm. and it's uh and then there's a, a reference to one uh, i think sonora is a um a city that is ripped apart by one part is in mexico right right right, right uh-huh because of this border yeah and this wall Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, oh, well, uh, yeah, this, basically that's, that's what the book of the scar. And it actually brought me the question of when was the U.S. border, as we think of it now, first built? Mm-hmm. Apparently it was under Bill Clinton. 
Bill Clinton first approved the initial 14 miles of fencing along the oh, San Diego the big Tijuana, fence. Okay, got it. Tijuana uh-huh. border. Mm-hmm. The construction began in uh, of it in 1990 and was completed by 1993. Mm-hmm. And that's why when they say that when you open the book, there's a saying that says the border didn't. Um, we didn't cross the border. The, the border, border crossed, crossed us, us. and mm-hmm. that's why. And that's why it opens with the with the city of Nogales because the city of Nogales is literally split in yeah. two. Yeah. One. Uh, one in the U.S. and the other half in Mexico, and the disparity between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. So that's why it's called the scar, and um, uh, I'm gonna give it the very precious resources of three gallons of water uh, <laughs> and uh, a bucket of food uh-huh. that's been sealed. <laughs> but besides that, yeah, the tres conchas and the entire panaderia, and also as well. Uh, it was a it was a good book. Absolutely, and I highly recommend you guys get it. It's also available on Amazon. It's only $8, and I think it would be really beneficial for you to read it and maybe share the book and stories with Mm -hmm. other people who have had family or maybe generations ago had people cross the Mm -hmm. border. Mm -hmm. But yes, that's been our rating for this book. And now it's time for On My Radar. Okay, this is Kristen, and my on my radar this week is Spider-Man Noir number one. Oh, yeah. I loved this book. If you saw Into the Spider-Verse or if you are a fan of Spider-Man comics and you've read Spider-Verse comics, you're familiar with Spider-Man Noir. Um, And this is his title book. It just came out a couple of weeks ago, and it's written by um, a woman writer, Margaret Stoll. Oh wow! Uh, and the cre- uh, the artist is Argentinian. His his name is Juan Ferre- Ferreira. Ferreira. Ferre- Ferre- Ferreira. <laughs> Ferreira. Ferreira. Um, it, the it's the last spelling. The spelling of his last name is F E R R E Y R A. Um, but he's Argentinian, and he, um, the art is amazing. The coloring is awesome. It's very noirish, and it if you are a fan of noir, this is a hundred. Hundred percent, no holds barred. Um, you know, noir stereotype story, and Margaret does amazing with it. The aesthetic of every th- of the art is cool. It's very like kitschy. Um, I, to me anyway, I think that's why I enjoyed it. I mean, if you want a like super serious Spider-Man saves the world, whatever, like political stuff, this might not be for you, but I loved it um, and I highly recommend it. And it came out recently. Number two hasn't even come out yet. So it is definitely on my radar. Awesome. And now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. And this is me, Sarah. I have your Juntos y Fuertes today. So, guys, I don't know if you've heard, but Mashbone and Grifty have a Kickstarter for yeah. Open for Business Volume 1. Yeah, yeah. mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of tiers you can contribute to, but right now, as of right now, they're looking for a pledge of $3,500. And right as of today, they're up to $2,154. Oh, that's awesome. They have Ooh. 39 backers and they have 16 days to go as of today. So, guys, get out there and 
and, support and support Mashbone and Grifty because you know we love a monkey with a bone across uh, <laughs> across his skull, which is goes through one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they have a lot of perks. They have um, uh, they have drink coasters, stickers, bookmarkers, trading cards, Ooh, uh, nice. so, and then also posters and original art. And for the really really uh, amazing deal of a hundred dollars, you can become immortalized as a character <gasps> what? and mash bone wow. and grifty yes i love it when they do that yes i want so, it so we've already contributed we actually bought an ad uh, a quarter page ad uh on this comic so you'll be seeing a lot of us once you get the book <laughs> Uh, but yes, it's very exciting. Um, if you don't, uh, just go on a Kickstarter and search Mashbone and Grifty or Five Meets um, Comics. Uh, you can follow them on Facebook, the number five meets, that's M E A T S Comics. And follow them for more uh, updates on their Kickstarter. But yes, rush over to your desktop right now and contribute to this amazing Kickstarter. We're so excited for them to reach their goal because we want to get our hands off on their first volume open for business. And if you. Uh if you don't believe anything Sarah said, you gotta listen to our episode where we actually review the Mashbone and Grifty um, book because we all loved it. It was so awesome. I'm actually trying to look to see what episode that was so that I can share it with you all. Yeah, and one of the cool things about that episode was that uh, when we first got our hands on the book, uh, both Jen and Kristen was like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah. We were, <laughs> we were initially very unimpressed, Un- unimpressed and uninterested to yes. review the book i actually was put off by the characters of physiological forms but oh as right we yeah, read, yeah as we read <laughs> it we were ju- we literally laughed out loud yes yeah, we, we fell in love with it with the comedy and the writing and it, the characters yes. and the artwork as well and we ended up really really liking it uh so hi- support the kickstarter if anything just because they're a local comics team yes. that is trying to put their book out there and really trying to drive their content uh out there and that deserves support in and of itself uh but also buy it because it's a fun book and you know the kickstarter rewards are pretty sweet yeah that's one of the things i'm like support mashbone and grifty you won't regret it <laughs> <laughs> well I'm trying to look uh, for the actual episode, but I couldn't find it right off the top. So, but we um, do have it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we will have to share that with um, our listeners so that you can go to it and listen because it is worth it. Yes, and it is amazing and funny, and you will w- want to run out and support this next um, Kickstarter. Yeah, and I mean, you could even just support it with $1. I mean, come on, how easy is that? Just $1, guys, maybe two, maybe, maybe. Skip that <laughs> latte and get and pledge five bucks. I mean, you can't go wrong. So that was our Juntos y Fuertes. All right, guys, it's time for saludos. And saludos this time, this episode, go out to Doctora Teresa Rojas. She is the organizer of the Latinx Comic Arts Festival in Modesto, which unfortunately is has been postponed. Yes. Um, she, I can't imagine what emotions she must be feeling after working so hard. I know. Um, so hard on this 
on this uh, festival. I mean, she had a lot of great people that were yep. going to come in. I mean, we were going to be there. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just us alone. Was worth <laughs> it. No, but I mean, she had a lot of great plans, a lot of great panels. And um, unfortunately, due to the coronavirus um, thing that we're having right now, uh, she had to postpone it. We still don't know what date it is, uh, but we're looking forward to it, and we completely understand the uh, reason behind postponing. It's better to be safe than sorry, and our hearts and thoughts go out to Doctora Teresa Rojas because we know the amount of work you put into it. We got all the emails. You've been very thorough, and we we can't wait till the follow-up date is announced. So, saludos para la Doctora Teresa Rojas. All right, guys, and that brings us to the end of our episode. Where can they find us, girls? As always, you can find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres. And on, sorry. Is it Twitter? Uh, yeah, I was going to say Instagram. It was oh. like, and on uh, Twitter at Comic Comadres. You can always just email, email us directly at comadrescomics at gmail.com. Uh, we have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.